0: top of the morning and it is a beaut and the hope of the irish as the future champion of the world a podcast is kind of like a it's like a radio show that's not on the radio welcome to the barry j mcdonald podcast the place where dreams get dusted off and acted on because life is too short we're living on a rock that's flying through space and hey What the hell else were you going to do with yourself here? Hi, this is Barry here, and you are very, very welcome to today's podcast episode. Now, today I want to talk about, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. Now, some of us, unfortunately, believe that, you know, when we start at a certain point in the world or in our life... That, you know, our destination is already kind of preordained. We can only go in a certain direction. We can only achieve a certain amount, or we can only do certain things. You know, some of us believe, well, if we're born in a certain country, it means we can only do certain things. If we're born in a certain body, that means we can only do certain things. If we're a particular sex, if no one in our family has ever been a writer, well, that means I can't be a writer. If no one in our family has ever been a blogger, Again, I can't be a blogger. If no one has ever been a podcaster, if no one has ever had a YouTube channel, if no one has ever had an online business in our family, well, that means, you know, I'll never be like that. I'll never have those things because I have this start in life. Uh, This is where I am right now. This is the hand of cards I've been given. And this is the game that I need to play. But I'd argue that your starting point has absolutely nothing to do with where you will finish up. You know, you'll read sometimes some great inspirational stories about someone who's been homeless, who has completely turned their life around and has become a millionaire or a billionaire. Again, you'll find people maybe who have the best hand in life, or maybe their father was an author and they go into the writing game and suddenly they don't make it. So I would argue that you know wherever you are right now, it doesn't preordain or say that you are only going to reach certain destinations. The destination you will reach or the things that you will achieve is totally up to you. Now, maybe to give you an example of that is something that happened in our own home recently. Uh, my son graduated for university. Now, my son, I thought, not putting my son down, he's great. Uh, but I never thought he would ever go to university. I would never thought he would go to further education because his start, unfortunately, wasn't the best start when it came to school. You know, when he was in primary school, we found after a couple of years that Matthew was doing okay, but he doesn't—he didn't seem to be getting on too great at school. He didn't seem to be understanding certain things, and we knew there was something wrong, but we couldn't work out what it was, and. As with the education in the UK system, you know, they don't like, you know, spending too much money to send kids off to have them tested to see what's wrong with them. And it was only near the end of primary school where eventually my wife fought and fought and fought. She rang departments, boards of education, she rang everywhere to find out what's wrong with Matthew. What help can we give Matthew? And we found that Matthew was severely dyslexic. Now, what we found later on, which really broke my heart when I thought about it, was the fact that... You know, when we I used to maybe do a reading book with him at night time, um, you know, the first couple of times he would have difficulty reading the book and then after a while I would find he could read the book. But what I didn't realise was that, you know, I thought, well, he's picking up what I'm reading, he's learning the words, now he knows how to read the book. But what I didn't realise was that Matthew wasn't actually reading the book, he was actually memorising the book. And every page I would flip over, he had memorised the words on that page and he could just give them back to me. Now that really broke my heart, but it also made me realise how amazing it is. Someone who is severely dyslexic can disguise their dyslexia like that. That they kind of, you know, fall onto another talent or they cope with it in a different way. The fact that he could actually memorise a reading book really kind of blew me away. Now, further on in Matthew's education, again, he wasn't really getting on well with school. He was kind of falling behind and he had a difficulty with one of his particular teachers. And there was a kind of a a bullying situation between teachers and children. And Matthew decided at the age of 10 that he wanted to go to a different school. Now, again, my wife rang around everywhere to see could she get Matthew into the school that would help him with dyslexia. And Matthew decided at the age of 10 that he was willing to go to a school that was an hour away. He was willing to, you know, It was only two years left in primary school for him, but he was willing to step away from the people he knew. He was willing to go to a new school, meet new friends, you know, into a completely new atmosphere, and travel up and down in a taxi every day to this school for his education. Now, again, that really blew me away, that, you know, when I put myself in his shoes, you know, could I, at the age of 10, you know know that I wasn't getting the best education in the school and be willing to give up everything even though I hated the school but at least it was something that I was familiar with but to give up everything and to go to a school that was an hour away make new friends put myself in a new situation and when I was thinking about it I was you know I didn't think I could do it at that age so the fact that Matthew actually did it you know again totally blew me away with what he was able to do now, from that, Matthew um, got about bit, a, I think over a year or so in that school, but unfortunately, funding ran out from the education board and he had to go back to his um, primary school again. But again, he was back to the same primary school, back to the same kids who bullied him. But thankfully, he wasn't there for too long before he went into secondary school. So it was only really in secondary school that, you know, Matthew kind of, you know, kind of found his feet but again he difficulty fitting into secondary school and unfortunately he went through a phase where he developed ocd and again it was a heartbreaking moment because what matthew went through was that um for the longest time he would he was obsessed with cleanliness and obsessed with washing his hands and even in our home, he it it had angered me at the start when I seen him, you know, not touching doorknobs in our house, and, you know, maybe pulling the sleeve of his jumper down so he could grab the doorknob and, you know, open the door. And you know, I, I used to, because I was always cleaning the house. You know, it wasn't that the house was a dirty house, and I thought this was reflection on me, but I didn't realize at the time. Again, I was stupidly, as a parent, I don't know how I didn't see it, but I didn't realize that Matthew had this coping mechanism of OCD of always washing his hands. And again, it came to a heartbreaking moment where, you know, Matthew's hands were washed so many times that they were just blistering, they were just cracking. His hands were just completely red raw and he used to have to put moisturizer cream on his hands every day just to keep them right. But again, thankfully, we got through that. That part, but again, it was to do with everything that had gone through in primary school, it was only kind of manifesting in secondary school. But in secondary school, Matthew kind of pulled the socks up, he um, you know, finished secondary school, he didn't, you know, get any, you know, he wasn't a shiny example, but he did okay. And then Matthew decided he was going to go to the local tech. He wanted to better himself. He wanted to do, to do more. So he'd done a couple of classes in the, in the tech. And then eventually he decided he was going to university and he was going to study business in university. Now, again, when he said that to me, I said to myself, um, you know, Matthew, you think this is right for you? Again, I wasn't putting him down. I was kind of looking back at his journey so far, all the trouble he had in school and with education and with dyslexia and everything. And, you know, I should have been his greatest cheerleader, but I doubted him. I said, Matthew, do you really think he can do this? Will you be happy doing it? And I have to say, he really, really shone. He really showed me what he could do. And in the the four years or so that he was at university, he really threw himself into his work. You know, he would do all his assignments, he was constantly, you know, pushing himself and doing more and more that he could, and eventually he came to the point there last weekend where he graduated. And he, you know, he... He qualified, he, he you know, I just, I'm probably maybe just losing my words a little bit because I'm breaking up a little bit, kind of thinking about how far he's come and the fact that he had, you know, graduated from university. So there over the weekend, me and a very, very proud mum uh, went to, went to see uh, a photographer and we did the usual kind of cheesy smiles, you know, standing side by side with him as he had his gown and his hat on and his little scroll in his hand. And Looking at him, you know, in those photographs... Again, I'm probably going to break up here a little bit. But it really kind of, you know, blew me away that what he has achieved. Now, what he goes on to do in his life is, you know, is totally up to him. But the start he had, you know, it wasn't the best to start. He didn't have the, the best time at school. But the fact that he got to where he did really, really kind of, you know, made me so proud of him. And also kind of, you know, reinforced the point, you know, where... You know, it's not where you start; it's where you end up. And you know, I don't know where I heard that from. Um, but um, you know, even in my own life, you know, when I seen that, you know, I did okay at school, and there was no writers in our family. My dad, he was a truck driver, so there was no internet. So at the time too, as well. So. You know, I didn't have all those kind of starts and to where I am, again, I wouldn't say I am (laughs) the greatest thing on the internet. Um, I'm not anywhere near a kind of millionaire status or billionaire status. I am far, far from that. But you know, when I look at what I've done, you know, I've written written children's books, I've written um adult romance books, I have blogged, I've TikToked, I've podcasted, I've done all those things at the age of 50. And I know, you know, even in the years to come, I know I am going to stretch myself, I know I am going to venture into new different avenues, God knows what I'll be doing in the next 10 years or so. But I know that, you know, it's not where you start, it's where you finish up. And Every day is a new starting point from you. You know, a lot of us sometimes look into yesterday or we look into last week and we look at what we've done, you know, then. You know, if I've only done a certain amount of things last week, well, we'll drag that into next week and we'll say, well, you know, if I've never written a book last week or I've never opened an online business or I've never blogged, well, that means I can't do it this week. A lot of us, unfortunately, you know, I remember Earl Nightingale saying one time, that a lot of us, unfortunately, kind of die before we actually die. You know, we reach this kind of magical moment. Maybe that is a certain education level. Maybe that's a certain age where we just say, well, that's it. You know, if I haven't done this thing at this certain age, well, I'm never going to do it. And again, that's the biggest lie that we can tell ourselves because every day is a brand new slate. You can do whatever you would like to do right now. If you wanted to start writing on your first fiction book at the age of 80, you can start doing it. If you want a podcast at the age of 70, you can do it. All those excuses, all those lies that you have been telling yourself... It's you that is telling yourself that. It's you that's holding yourself back. It's you that is looking back on yesterday's starting point, or last week's starting point, or last year's starting point, and saying, well, that is where I'm at. And because of that, I can only reach a certain destination. The destination you reach is totally up to you. It's totally in your hands. And as i seen at the weekend with my own son, Matthew, it's not where you start, it's where you finish up. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Before you go, Barry wants to show you how you can use the power of stories to sell more of your products and services. He says that if you head on over to the rightcome.com website now he'll show everything you need to do. Have a great day, and thanks for dropping by!